Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. It's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes. I'm your host, Dave Koch. Joined tonight by my co-host, Pat Gennetti. So you're looking for a laughing place? We'll show you a laughing place. And our rotating Mickey Dude commentators, Tim Schweska. Just fresh off from the drugstore, having a sarsaparilla with the boys. And Jeff Williams. Flash photography? I wouldn't. It alters the homing signal and that's not good. Excellent. And our producer tonight, Greg Nevis, couldn't be with us because for some reason he got stuck on Small World again. The guy never learns. I feel so bad for him. That is by far the worst ride. Unless you're raising money for Give Kids the World, then you could ride it for 17 hours straight. No problem whatsoever. Yeah, you know what? Even that, I don't think, I can't understand why somebody would be that stupid. I, I, don't, I don't know anybody that would be that stupid. I just feel like <laughs> no idea who that might be. It's easy, but remember, we're not rescuing him this time, because if he gets rescued, he doesn't learn anything. And he's just going to beep us constantly, so maybe we should just have a little bit of fun. Oh, there we go. All right, gentlemen, so before we get into our topic of the night, which is our favorite uh, type of entertainment at the world, let's get into a head trip. It's time for a Mickey Dude's head trip to WDW. Okay, grab shell, dude. Grab me. All right. Pat, where are you going tonight? Well, today marks the 60-day marker until I will actually be down in the world. So, I thought, where would I like to go? I'm going somewhere with my kids. We're heading down to Disney Springs to two of our favorite stores. We are going to stop off at the Lego store. We're going to build a few things on the outside. The kids have a blast. I love seeing them smile. We're going to walk inside. We always get a little something here or there, but we love to take pictures with the gigantic Hulk with all the toys and the Legos outside. Kids have a blast in there. And then we're going to head over to Pin Traders. My 10-year-old Ethan is a big pin kid. He loves to trade pins. He loves to buy them. So he knows that between 5 and 5.30 at the Polynesian, where we'll be staying, that he will get to trade pins off the big pin board. In my head trip, that's where we are tonight. Excellent. So if you're at your 60-day mark, have you made your fast passes? No, I haven't. Only because I, my, a couple of my kids are not feeling well, so we have to wait to get the whole family involved. Jeff, where are you going? Guys, one of my new favorite places to hang out is Harambe Market in the uh, Animal Kingdom in Africa. So what I like to do is I have my favorite seat in the corner, just chilling, sitting back, enjoying a nice Bebo soda from South Africa. And usually I'm tearing into a chocolatey African milk tart. I don't know if you've tried those, but those are delicious. I have. And listening to the sounds of the Buradika band in the distance, and uh, every, every once in a while you can hear an off occasional whistle from the Wildlife Express train. And it's just perfection for me. I'm still a little bit bitter that they got rid of the poo snacks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, You know, I don't know. I don't understand the controversy, but... Uh, we actually tried them all four, and uh, we enjoyed them. I don't, I don't know what the problem was. Yeah, some people like to make a mountain out of a molehill. Yeah. Or in this case, a uh, 
Nah, I'm not going to go it's there. It's a big pile of poo. Exactly. Thank you. And Tim, where are you going? Well, gentlemen, I am heading to the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Uh, I just sent the wife off to uh, the Zahani uh, Fitness and Wellness Center to get herself a massage. I just finished a bit of uh, weight training myself, and I am going to uh, take in the best post uh, post workout drink you can uh, on vacation, and that is a nice ice cold High Lie India Pale Ale at the Uzuma Springs Pool Bar. Uh, gonna have a little bit of sun on my shoulders. Gonna have a nice little bit of a cool breeze blowing through. Just crack open that just nice fresh IPA, locally made just down the road in Tampa, take a sip, look around, realize that I'm not at work. I'm not on a schedule, and uh, that's my home, at least for the time being. So, all is right with the world. Wow, Tim. Great minds think alike, because I'm also giving love to Cigar City, and I'm having a highlight also, but I'm having it over at the California Grill. Starting it with my appetizer, I'm finishing it up, and they are bringing out my tuna three ways kind of just savoring it saving the wasabi crusted tuna roll for last then I'm going to head out onto the balcony tonight is one of those nights where symphony and the stars illuminations and wishes are kind of happening around the same time a little bit of lag between each other so if I look down one direction I can see the studio's fireworks going on. I can see illuminations kind of just bubbling up. Not much to uh, really see there until the finale. And then I'm kind of just taking in wishes and just enjoying the moment being on top of the contemporary, looking at the castle, enjoying the show. As I walk in, there's a nice Pinot Noir waiting for me with my oak fire filet of beef. I'm jealous. Can you say Pinot Noir again? Pinot Noir. <laughs> nice. That sounds fancy. Like I said, go big or go home, fellas. Pinkies up. Exactly. All right, gentlemen. Hope you've enjoyed our head trip. And now, let's get into our topic. Tonight, we're talking about our favorite entertainment in Walt Disney World. When we say entertainment, it could be anything from Streetmosphere to any of the stage shows that they have throughout the day. The one thing we are going to stay away from is nighttime spectaculars. Those are some major shows that we really should give love to one-on-one. So what we're going to end up doing is we're going to have another show just on those one night. And I just realized what I just said, which sounds really kind of twisted. So We're just going to give them love one-on-one. Is that what you were talking about, Dave? I wish to invoke my Fifth Amendment right. And with that, we're going to get into our topic. That's a good idea, Larry Flint. (laughs) Well, since you're riding me like a government mule, Tim, what's your first choice? Well, uh, my first choice is uh, the Streetmosphere at Hollywood Studios, the Citizens of America. Uh, I, uh, for the longest time, have been a huge comedy fan. I was lucky enough to uh, to have been introduced uh, by my father at a very early age to uh, the old vaudeville acts. Uh, I was uh, introduced to the Bowery Boys, Laurel and Hardy, the Three Stooges, the Marx Brothers, the Ritz Brothers, and then just going up through some of the modern, uh, more modern comedies, uh, getting into uh, Blazing Saddles, a lot of the Mel Brooks works, Monty Python, and... What the uh, the basic simple comedic uh, the Commedia dell'arte, 
uh, as the Italians will sometimes call it, and then just the vaudeville, uh, the vaudeville characters. It's a dying art, and you can still see that today over at the Hollywood studios. You see the straight man, you see the funny man, you see the offensive man. You know, you see, uh, you know, you see the vapid woman. You see the smart woman who's being ignored. You know, you see, uh, you know, you see the uh, the vapid man who is in charge. It's uh, it's it's fantastic. There are so many of these characters that are just kind of from a bygone era, and it's it's uh, the very root of American comedy, and it's played out right there by some very very talented people. Uh, if you, uh, you know, sometimes I see people just walk by and not give them a second look. And I just sometimes wonder, uh, is, it, is it that big of a, is it that big of a deal to get to your fast pass? Is it, is it that big of a deal to walk past? And it, it's, sometimes it's, it's good to stop and see the world. And when you stop and actually give these people a little bit of attention, give them into your time, you're very pleasantly surprised. You walk away with a lot of entertainment. Now, you're walking by really quick. I can see stopping by. Unless you have to use the toilet. Then you got to really kind of just hightail it over there. But one thing I will say about the citizens of Hollywood is they'll get you there, too. Yes, you were, uh, you were mentioning that. Uh, and since I've never experienced that, uh, if you wouldn't mind, Dave, could you elaborate on that a little bit? They have an act where they actually stand outside the uh, restrooms on Hollywood Boulevard. Or actually, it's Sunset Boulevard where they'll be, because uh, they're down closer towards the Tower of Terror. And you'll be serenaded, uh, being congratulated about the good job you did in the restroom as you're walking out. There's a couple videos on YouTube about it. I've asked Greg to uh, extract some of the uh, audio, and we're going to play it for you at the end of this uh, video, at the end of this podcast. It uh, it really was extraordinary. Uh, you were. Uh... You were good enough to share one of those videos with us earlier, and I, uh, as many times as we've stopped and watched the performers, I am sorely, sorely disappointed I haven't seen this yet. So uh, it's it's going to sound very, very seedy the way I say this, but I'm going to be spending a lot of time <laughs> hanging hanging out around the restroom <laughs> so I can maybe catch this act. Well, we all kind of hang around the restroom there because we know we're all kind of full of it, but that's another story for another time. <laughs> I will say I do feel sorry for my friend Jen because anytime I am in a Disney park with her and she has to disappear to the bathroom and I'm waiting for her, as she comes out, I start singing this song to her. And I'll just text her the lyrics and I just don't, I don't let up on her on this one. So I hope she's listening. That's a brilliant choice. You know, th these guys are a top-notch improv group. You know, every time I've gone by, I, I can't, like you said, Tim, I can't resist stopping and filming it. I swear I've probably filled them a dozen times, and it never gets old. It's always fresh stuff, and it's always uh, instantaneous laugh. Well, I mean, exactly. I mean, without, without any of this, you don't have summer stock. Without any of this, you don't have Second City. Without any of this, you, you don't have Saturday Night Live. I mean, plain and simple, this is where all the roots of comedy started, uh, all the way back even to uh, the Romans and the Greeks, uh, translating over to the late, uh, the late 19th and early 20th century of the United States. And it's just, uh, maybe it's just kind of the history nerd in me and the comedy nerd in me, but it's so much fun to sit here and see people still actually practice this art what is your favorite bit that they do i personally am partial to the whole pipe works and the waterworks uh, ones that they uh, perform 
I I've, I love the pipeworks. I love the waterworks. I love uh, I love when they're trying to uh, when they're trying to film a movie. Uh, that's probably one of my favorite bits. Uh, when uh, when the cop comes by and starts hassling the director, starts hassling the new uh, starts hassling the new uh, you know the the new actress, the reporter. I mean it's it's all of it's all of your bits. You, you know you've got everyone there. You've got the straight. You got the funny. You know you've got you know, again you've got you know the the brash. It's it's all the tools of a great old slapstick comedy. You know what's ironic, guys, uh, that uh, now with the construction going on over there, that might actually uh, highlight these guys and give them more attention. Hope so. I, I hope so, Jeff. I really hope you're right. All right, Jeff. What about you? Well, great. So I'm a, a, a unapologetic uh, <laughs> about my love for Animal Kingdom. So. Um, I'm going to stick to Animal Kingdom and just go with the tried-and-true Festival of Lion King. Um, it, those that know about it are huge fans of it. Uh, you know, the, those that don't probably just have never been to Disney World because it's it's based off the iconic, you know, Lion King movie. Um, it, it's in a new theater now in, in Harambe uh, Village. Uh, it used to be in Camp Mini Mickey. It, as far as the theater goes, there's essentially no change to it. Um, it what I love about it when I tell other people, not only is it fun for the whole family, but it's a 360-degree theater, so they're really not a bad seat in the house. Um, what, it's also kind of like, you know, acrobats, singing, dancing. So it, it's kind of like, I, I liken it to a mini Cirque du Soleil. Uh, it's, it's interactive. There's a lot of, you know, nice, funny uh, parts, and uh, they keep you it, they keep you engaged throughout the whole show. Um there's even if you get there in time, there is some pre-show uh, uh, stuff with some of the singing uh, actors. Um, they will engage the the audience. Um, but I, you know, I've been there uh, where I've gotten there literally, you know, seconds before the show starts, and you can always. I seem to never have a problem getting a seat. Um, I, I probably wouldn't even waste a fast pass because I just think I think it's there's plenty of overflow that they've designed into the theater. Um, and as good as it is, um, I was fortunate enough a couple of years ago to see when Harambe Nights, uh, they tested that out. Um, and th- that was a short um, summer uh, uh, program where they were bringing in uh, celebrity uh, uh, hosts to do. It's nothing to do with uh, Festival Lion King, but it's in the same theater. Um, I guess w- I would love if they bring that back. I, we were fortunate enough, and we, the, when we went the night, uh, it was, it's an all-you-can-eat kind of buffet at Tusker House tied into a uh, show that was kind of tied around uh, Lion King with a live orchestra, dancers, and uh, projection of Lion King the movie. Uh, for our night, it was Michael Beach. Uh, he was brilliant. Uh, he's he's a, an actor. You, if you, you know, if you don't recognize him, you'd recognize him if you saw him. Uh, he's been on a couple of uh, hit shows, uh, including ER. But uh, what was bizarre was he set, <laughs> you know, so the I guess, you know, he's got a big family. And he showed up uh, when he was done with his uh, you know, performance. He sat a table away from us in Tusker House, so that was pretty exciting for us. But uh, the one thing I just wanted to point out that I think it's a very versatile space. Um, and I, I know Disney made a, you know, fortune on that because every one of them sold out and now we're getting ready to become a, a nighttime park so I, I just gotta i'm hoping they bring it back so we can maybe have something going on like private parties or just special events over in harambe excellent 
Uh, question. Since you were at Harambe Nights, did you get to see the uh, Tree of Life uh, illuminated in the blue, what they were doing for the uh, Avatar preview? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that was just unreal. I mean, you know, we've been going, uh, like you guys, to uh, Animal Kingdom so many years. To see it lit up with blue, basically, you know, fireflies was just really cool. Um, the, the only thing I would caveat is, you know, good luck taking a picture of it because it was just... It'd be a nightmare. You'd have to have, you know, some mad skills with a tripod. I'm, I'm sure you could pull it off. But um, but anyway, it was we were kind of like, you know, being kind of uh, funneled out. Uh, so that was just a quick, you know, look at it. But um, really excited about all that night nighttime activity and how the show's going to play out. It's definitely going to change the face of that park. For sure. And, Pat, what about you? Well, let me just take a sip of my uh, Jamaican Me Crazy Joffrey's Coffee. Hold one second. Oh, that's delicious coffee there. Any time of the day, baby. All right. So I'm heading over to Epcot, and I'm watching the Jamiters. Now, this is something I stumbled upon with uh, my family. I think we were when we went in August, um, it was a gigantic trip. It was both my sisters, um, their husbands, their kids. It was 13 of us total. And we, when we were in Epcot, we were waiting for somebody, and all of a sudden, we just literally stumbled upon them. And all of a sudden, I hear them banging and drumming and going nuts. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? So I, I you know, walked around the corner, and I saw them, and I was mesmerized. I thought it was so amazing, the sounds that they were able to produce by just hitting metal garbage can lids and the sides and all that stuff. They're very talented drummers um, and musicians that you can tell. Um, I even went so far today because um, I knew we were doing this topic. So one of my sections in my class for my eighth graders, they got done with their test early. And um, I put a, an eight minute video of them on and they were all in awe of how awesome they were. And you know, to get a whole class of about 25 eighth graders sitting there silently and just watching something and actually being interested the whole time was a pretty amazing feat. So these guys are pretty outstanding. Now I know what to do when I finish my uh, classes a little early instead of making my class do the wave. Exactly. There's a bunch of stuff that you can show them. You know, I, I showed them the uh, put it in the bag. You know, the Humphrey you know, short from the 1950s. You know, one yep. of my favorite shorts of all time. The kids love that too. They, but then they look at me like, "This is a little weird. Why do you like this?" And I'm like, "Don't ask." It's the ultimate con man story. Exactly. Okay. First of all, they better like it, or they do hate America. Okay. <laughs> Plain and simple. That is the best short on the planet. I brought you that are up. Correct. I, I, I brought that up just for you, there, Tim. <laughs> I have shown them uh, Steamboat Willie and had them write about how early Mickey Mouse was just a jerk sometimes. Oh yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think you could uh, you could find a lot of different lessons in a lot of the cartoons and and uh, find different lessons of life that you can definitely give them, and they can write about. You're the English guy; you could have them write all day long about a thousand different topics, no doubt about it. Exactly. All right. So for me. Mine is a little bit cheesy, but it's just pure Disney magic. And that's the castle show in um, the Magic Kingdom, Dream Along with Mickey. kind of pulls people in, and it serves two purposes. One, as people are going into the kingdom and the show is going on, they're naturally going to stop because they need that they need that initial viewing of Mickey Mouse, and you have all of the main characters up there. You have the princesses, you have Peter Pan, you have a few villains. So right, right off the bat, everybody's need to see these characters is being fulfilled with this show. 
two, it helps with overflow because as they're watching the show, I'm going to sh- see it later on in the day and I'm going to the rides I need to go to. So it's kind of uh, helping with lines. And the whole story is just one of those that just kind of just inspires hope and kind of just makes you feel good at the end. I kind of like to start with the little fist bump of the dreams come true as I'm walking through the hub. I'll just start looking at people, look them in the eye and start, and start chanting, dreams come true, dreams come true. And if we're walking by as it's going on and the, so the last song is being played, every, the, once Peter Pan starts singing, I'll start running through the hub and just acting like Peter Pan and just uh, basically dub smashing his part of the, of the uh, song. And all my friends are walking around saying, I don't know this guy, I don't know this guy. And basically all of the other guests are kind of laughing and just kind of having a good time. And I take my little bow and continue off over to the Haunted Mansion. Then later on at the end of the day, I kind of try to get the last performance of it. And it just makes me smile all around. I I got no words because the visual I have in my head right now of you doing what you just said... When we finally do have a Mickey Dudes meetup, this there's a lot of things on the list which we're you know figuring out episode by episode, but this has got to be on like the top of the list of things I have to see. Well, seize the moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I, I'm I'm slowly but surely realizing that I believe Dave is our real life Waylon Smithers of this group, which is awesome. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> Hey, nothing wrong. That is that is that is a, that is a compliment, good sir. That is a compliment. Waylon Smithers <laughs> is an awesome individual. <laughs> I'm more like Otto. <laughs> Wait, Otto, really? Otto? <laughs> I'm Otto and Chief. Well, Wigan that explains the together. dancing with Peter Pan. Jeez. <laughs> oh, All right, I could. I, uh, I I don't know. I, I can't even. I can't even go there. I don't even. I don't even. I don't see Otto at all. <laughs> he wants to be Otto. I think that's the key. <sighs> I'm I'm dumbfounded, but I, I don't know. Let's let's move. We got we got to keep moving. I don't know. You know, I will, I will say this: um, the, one of the coolest things is to kick back uh, at Sleepy Hollow and and watch that that show. Uh, somehow, sometimes I time it right, but you know, if I time it right, it's great. But if you can get it at one of those outdoor uh, seats, it's perfect. Could have enjoyed a good sandwich there until a little, a little while ago. Yeah. Don't, don't get me don't, started don't, on that. No. Uh, the, la- the last time we started on this, Tim, you broke stuff. Let's not, you know, let's let's not go there. <laughs> moving on, moving on. I'm ready to put the my fist through the window just thinking about it. But so I need to kind of calm down. So Tim, bring me somewhere else in the world. Well, uh, we are actually going to go ahead and head over to uh, Jeff's favorite park, Disney's Animal Kingdom, and uh, going to go into uh, Harambe Village. Grab a uh, refreshing beverage from the Dawa Bar and uh, listen to Buradiku. Uh, great, uh, great band, great street entertainment. Uh, they play anything from, uh, I've, I've heard them play plenty of uh, Disney classics from the animated movies. Uh, heard them play uh, some, some pop culture stuff. I've actually heard them play uh, Simon and Garfunkel over there before. Uh, I've heard them play uh, some original stuff. They have. Uh, they are honestly probably pound for pound the best street entertainment I've uh, I've ever encountered in well quite honestly any any theme park uh, in the United States or the world uh, they get the crowd energized they interact with the crowd 
you, uh, honestly, the, I've seen people who are wallflowers just kind of let loose and having a little bit of fun dancing around. Uh, me being a uh, me being an Irish Catholic uh, powerlifter and strongman, uh, I I don't dance well, and I'll even find my feet moving when I'm listening to them. Yeah, they get me going too, and I have OC syndrome, overly Caucasian. Dance floors and me usually don't mix, so they do have a way of kind of uh, making making everybody just kind of uh, participate. Oh yes, I I I've, I completely agree with the OC syndrome. I believe I have uh, UH which would be uber honky syndrome, uh, which means uh, dancing, any dancing allowed by me not being the first song of my wedding is uh, illegal in the lower 48. Oh, but it, but it's legal in Alaska. Nice. Hey, not my fault. Palin's governor. I can dance. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, that's that, that's an awesome uh, band. Um, if you ever trying to hunt down some of their stuff their their stage name outside of disney is called wasaloo uh i think it's spelled w-a-s-s-o-u-l-o any or o-u maybe l-o-u anyway wasaloo and this is why you rock jeff take us somewhere else in the kingdom <laughs> well let's just stay stay right there animal kingdom uh, i i might as well because uh it's got some of the best uh, entertainment, and I'm just going to focus on one of the probably, I, I would argue, probably the best uh, stage show, and it's uh, at Disney World, and it's uh, Finding Nemo the Musical. So if you're not familiar with it, you know, it replaced Tarzan Rocks in the theater in the wild. It's technically Dino Land, but it's really kind of off by itself. You know, I, I'm sure I'm biased, but the, the story is based on a father and his child, so I'm sure that, that helps one reason why I like it so much. It's a Broadway-style, uh, you know, short. Uh, they've really worked hard to get it down to 45 minutes. Uh, early on, I think it was pushing an hour, and they just really had a hard time, but they've, they've sped it up. They've got real efficient with it, and it's it's about 45 minutes. It, the theater's huge. There's never a problem getting a seat in there, and air conditioning. I'm, I'm usually stuck going in the summertime, so air conditioning is, is also a plus. But it, unless you've lived under a rock, the the creators of the songs um, are the the Lopez uh, husband and wife team, Robert and Kristen. Um, the you know famously behind many things, including Frozen um, songs. But uh, the, the songs are catchy. It, it, it really carries the storyline. They, they really wanted to push. Um, what I've read was they really wanted to uh, push the idea that the world's dangerous and beautiful. So, you know, I love it enough that I actually bought the CD, so that says a lot. Um, I did look up today. You can actually uh, get it on a lot of the streaming uh, sites, including Apple Music. So if you ever want to listen to the music, it's great. Um, one of the other highlights I, I wanted to point out was um, Michael Curry created the puppets, a lot of giant puppetry uh, for this show. So it's very Lion King on Broadway type, uh, uh, you know, show uh, method. Um, really brilliant, uh, beautiful stuff. I would say, it, you know, there is a, I've said all over the, the theater, if you ever, you have this urge to sit close to a, a place at, you know, uh, theaters like this, but actually the best seat is probably the second tier. Uh, there's a lot of crazy uh, stuff going on in the middle of the theater. They bring uh, actors and and performers out uh, throughout the, the, the show. So it's kind of nice to not have to turn around and look at the performers behind you. So just kind of a FYI. But, um, you know, it, it's just a beautiful a beautiful rendition. Um, there's nothing like it. And I, I just 
you know, I love it. I, I did actually love Cars and Rocks too, but this is way better. This is why I said on another show that um, I have no desire to actually see Finding Nemo because I love this version so much that I'll actually watch the original movie and I'll be sitting around saying, where's the Fish of Friends Not Food song? Because that's just awesome. Bruce the Sharks and we're having fish tonight. It just yeah. works so well that I... I don't think I could enjoy the story without that music anymore. Yeah. I, I have seen Tarzan Rocks actually in Paris. When uh, Finding Nemo came, they threw it over to Paris. So I got best of both worlds with that. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. All right. And Pat, something else for you. Dave, I, I think you're crazy. I think you got to give it a shot. I honest and truly believe you would enjoy the movie. It's on the list. But you see, it's been on the list for a while now, David. I really think I... that it's time that you start crossing things <laughs> off that list. I promised somebody special that I would actually watch it with her, so I have to wait until that. Okay. Well, you definitely need to see it before this summer, so when that, Finding Dory comes out. That's true. And when that secret somebody special who hopefully is listening, who really doesn't exist, who lives in Canada and is a Sasquatch, probably I don't really know. <laughs> But actually, it's Philly. Yeti. Oh, okay, good. Yeti. Oh, yeah, it's true. Yeti. So, oh, so Philly, wonderful woman. Please, I beg you, get Dave to watch the movie. Thank you. That's the public service announcement for this evening. My next <laughs> one that I'm going to, I'm going to right outside of Casey's in the Magic Kingdom, and I'm just gonna watch Jim play the piano. Um, I think he is an amazing, amazing talent. Um, you know, again, I'm not a musician in any way, shape, or form. I played the trumpet in fifth grade, and it lasted for one year of school and never picked up another instrument again. I You probably never cleared the spit valve. What are you going to say? It's probably not good. It's a valid point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was a disaster. Absolutely a disaster. I used, to, I used to play in the concerts, and I would just hit the buttons and, pre- and pretend I'm playing. So, you know. I got through four years of symphony band faking the alto saxophone like that. I, that's And got an A. Okay, now that's 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 a problem, but that's a little strange on the teacher's part, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> and I was gonna I was gonna say something else, but you know I, I'll leave the whole faking thing out of it. Um, but if you go outside of Casey's, you could literally you could sit there for a while. He he has so much energy. Actually, whoever's playing out there, they have different energy. I like the way that you know depending on the season, you hit it during Christmas time, you get some Christmas carols as well. Um, you know, so I think it's just one of those things that's enjoyable and kind of going back to what Tim was saying with, um, the studios, you have to, you have to really sometimes just, just stop and not get to that fast pass as quickly as possible because you do miss these little things. Um, you know, I could go into other things, you know, just on main street alone. And if you stopped and smelled the roses every now and again, or just stopped and looked around, you'll see so many different things. That you'll that you will enjoy. There's no doubt about it. This one is definitely going to have to be on my list because I've never really given him a second thought. I've stopped for um, the uh, Dapper Dan's, but uh, every time I've just been passing by, it was okay. Piano player is playing, but my really uh, my piano player in Main Street has always been for Disneyland because the Disneyland piano player. The equivalent of Casey's Corner over in Disneyland is Coke Corner. And one of the things they do is every day the piano player will be out there 
and Alice, the White Rabbit, the Mad Hatter, and Peter Pan come out and play musical chairs with the children. And it's just pure magic to watch that. So every time I'm in Disneyland, I'll stop for that show, enjoy that piano player, but now I'm going to have to give this guy a second chance. Yeah, you won't be sorry, that's for sure. Alrighty, and now off to me. Well, this one's a bit seasonal. I Once in a while, I have the uh, privilege to be able to get down to Disney around the holiday time. And you always have to go over to Epcot. And holidays around the world is a phenomenon. Have any of you guys ever experienced it? I have. I have. But it was, it was many years ago. But I, I do remember it being a pretty phenomenal. Sure. Yes, I have. And uh, yes, completely agree uh, uh, with Pat and Dave. Completely recommend it. It's such an outstanding, outstanding uh, seasonal event. Okay, well, without downplaying the whole candlelight processional, which should include be included in our episode on nighttime spectaculars, I do want to uh, kind of concentrate on some of the smaller entertainment that they have around the World Showcase, namely the um, holiday storytellers. Most of them are designed to tell a story having to do with Christmas, if they are from a country that traditionally celebrates Christmas among uh, the vast majority of the culture. Of the other countries that don't uh, vastly celebrate Christmas, they kind of uh, take their uh, major holiday and they use a story around that. So Japan, Morocco, and China. But my personal favorite storytellers have to be the ones that uh, appear in Norway. Julensen and Singred, and I know I'm pronouncing the uh, elf's name wrong, but uh, I don't really have that much of a uh, handle on Scandinavian language, so I apologize for my uh, pronunciation. But these two are just on point every time they tell their story. It's basically a a story of a gnome that uh, likes to cause mischief that lives in the barns of Norway, and he kind of enlists the uh, help of the children to um, kind of just uh, get under the skin of the girl who's telling the story. He kind of has a way of stopping time by uh, hitting his magic wand on the floor and she kind of just freezes in time. And he has uh, children come up and start ringing a bell and then she, she uh, starts her story again when he unfreezes time and she kind of gets all frazzled and... You can see she's trying to. She's getting a little irritated with these kids, but she's being all Disney-like and trying to uh, just keep her cool. And it's just absolutely hilarious. One of the things that I've always wanted to do is get a picture with these two. And anytime I've ever seen them do their performance, they have such a crowd that they can't stay around for pictures because they have to do another set. So they rush them right off set so they can have their. Uh, allocated break time before they can perform again but they always draw a crowd because they are just that on point it's just one of those uh, little things that kind of just help make the holidays bright over at epcot very well said awesome anybody have anything to add on that <laughs> i thought i thought jeff was gonna talk there that's why I stopped. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i was just gonna say definitely the, the the format has changed over the years but the 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 spirit is still there and, and I'm glad they kept that that uh, that troop going. Um, I can't resist you know hitting every one of them up. Monkey the Monkey King always sticks in my mind. I, I guess because he's just you know 
unlike anything I've ever, you know, grown up with. So <laughs> I think they got rid of the Monkey King. Really? Well, that, there you I go. I think now it's because the Monkey King was uh, China. Yeah. And I think that with that one, I think you did say how he's one of a kind. The story I heard was that he was freaking out little children. <laughs> so now they have the uh, Chinese dragon dancers. Oh, okay. See, there you go. You know, the more things you like at Disney, the more they tend to take away. So <laughs> they were sending kids into convulsions just like the spectral men were before they had to refurb them. Because those things were just an acid trip. Yeah. All right. Um, do you have another one, uh, Tim? Well, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, stay in Epcot. And uh, I'm actually going to head over to the UK Pavilion and uh, going to take in a little bit of British Revolution. Uh, my father uh, served uh, three tours in Vietnam, and one of the things that he always said is that one of the things that really kept him going over uh, overseas was uh, music. That was one of the few things that uh, they were able to access on a regular basis uh, when he wasn't in the field. And he listened to a lot of British Invasion music. And that kind of translated over to my youth of him listening to that and me picking up on it. So whereas some people were growing up and listening to uh, the Go-Go's in the 80s, the Bangles, uh, listening to uh, some of the other 80s bands, Kiss, uh, listening to uh, Prince, I was picking up on the Rolling Stones, the Kinks, uh, Herman's Hermits, you know, just so so many of these uh, British bands, so many of these bands of uh, the 60s and the 70s, and, uh, of course, obviously the Beatles. Uh, and that's the music uh, I grew up on. I grew up on mostly British Invasion stuff and Motown. And uh, it's always great to go over there, listen to, uh, listen to the performers. The performers are fantastic. Uh, they, you know, they have the notes down pat. They are very, very seasoned, very, very uh, experienced. And to be able to uh, put that kind of energy into a performance of, you know, music that has kind of gone past 40, 50 years and still draw the crowd they do is, uh, is amazing. The, the cult following that you see, the British Invasion music that still keeps to this day is uh, really captivating. One thing I will say that will end the perfect day of Ep at Epcot, they have an 8.30 set. You can watch their set, then run over to the bridge between France and the UK and get a perfect spot for illuminations. At that point, even if there are a couple people right at the edge, you could just stand one or two deep and get the whole fireworks view. And just instead of uh, dealing with the uh, major uh, issue of everybody running out towards Future World, you can just kind of leave through the International Gateway at that point. So try to park at the beach club. If you're lucky, you could then go see Off Kilter. <laughs> Five, four, Don't get me three, started on that one. Two, oh, you, you, didn't be, you didn't even get to the five count. Very good. The rage. <laughs> now, I, they, you know, the British Revolution uh, stuff is, is awesome. Um, you know, I've been known to uh, lay on, my, on the ground in front of them to get a nice uh, video uh, in the heat. I think the concrete's like 110 degrees, so I, I got a nice little burn going, but uh, it was a great uh, angle to see them with their long uh, rock band hair <laughs> waving in the air. <laughs> well, 
if Pat's gonna pay to see me act like Peter Pan in the hub, I'm gonna pay to see you uh, kind of sizzle on the UK floor. Oh, it's it's awesome. All right, gentlemen. Well, that's gonna do it for today. I'd like to thank our listeners out there, and remember, every dream is magic. Wishes do come true. Seize the moment. See you real soon, ladies and gentlemen. You've just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again real soon. Congratulations, ladies. Good job. No, you know what you just did. We know what you did. Hope you lost your hand.